0: All right, guys, big episode this week. We have an Obi Wan tease, Wheel of Time drops this week. We all finally watched Chong Chi and we finish up our Matrix rewatch. Here we go, Maurice Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man.
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm doing real well. It's that time of year. Um where you can start getting really stressed about all the not stressful times you're hoping to have.
1: Wow, it's pretty nihilistic of you.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was very, very dark intro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it's,
2: it's gonna be great. We have so much this awesome. This is supposed time. to be this is supposed to be the fun podcast, Eric. Hey,
0: this is gonna be the fun podcast this week. We have an end to our first uh rewatch and the start of a new one here at the end. So a little teaser to that. Um, but before we dive into a really fun episode, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free.
1: I'm going to add a challenge. I'm adding a challenge to everyone listening right now. Yeah. Grab a friend's neighbors postman's milkman's phone and subscribe their phone to it without them even knowing it just you actually when they're like kind of not paying attention just hold the phone up near their face it'll unlock go to the podcast app subscribe done and now we got a new listener yeah yeah
2: UPS, your challenge fedex telex amazon delivery people sign them all up sign them up
0: i think the Thankfully. challenge is i know we're a week and a half out but you can start planning ahead it's who can say Nordy's podcast the most times at thanksgiving maybe it's a way to diffuse polit- political talk
1: right you know people yeah, are like, I don't
0: know about these damn insert political party and then you say well the guys in the nordie's podcast really think that we should be watching succession are you guys awesome
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I love the strategies because, uh, you know, these non-stressful times can really stress people out, like you said, Eric. That's, so, I, I mean, that's, that's really, really a great strategies. way of
2: throwing, like, metaphorical water on, like, an open flame, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you and said, it, and then someone heard, says something about like insert you know specific demographic followed by
1: racist bullshit. Right now, if they're a big Joe really, Rogan guy, now you've thrown water on an oil fire. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah, you, you know what you want? Yeah, you
2: gotta uh, find you gotta find some baking soda for that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, all right, guys. So lots to talk about this week, but before we do, what beers are you guys drinking tonight?
1: All right, I'm drinking. um 56 Brewing, Kabloom, Double Dry Hop, Double IPA. It's big, it's fruity, it's pretty damn tasty, it's kind of strong, but, you know, this is... I don't have to drive anywhere tonight, this is a remote podcast, so I'm indulging. Cheers.
2: I, uh, given that we had our first snow of the, you know, slash winter season... I'm drinking the Fulton Snow Emergent Stout. Ooh. It's it's really good. It's nice and tasty. I don't uh, picture Fulton as like a good, uh, you know, stout brewer, but this is really good. I like nice. it a lot. Nice. and I nice like and that can. That was and, cool. Big graphic. Yeah, it's on there. And I also just got the, I don't know if you guys get this. Uh, Eric, you might. Maybe you don't out in the burbs, Jimbo, but the snow emergency rules for the city. It's a favorite uh, tradition of like late October, oh. you know, early November to get the like park on this side of the street during A days. Anyway. Yeah,
1: don't miss that, I guess. All I right, miss guys, a lot, don't miss that.
0: I am drinking Modest and Quantum Mirrors hex code, which is the newest one by Modest. It is a coconut pineapple marshmallow lager. It tastes like a pineapple upside down <laughs> cake, and it's really good.
1: Yeah, I had it the other night. It, I really liked it. Yeah.
2: Whatever good. the record for ingredients in a beer is, for two of them, Erica's surpassed it. I think yeah. it's a really fun beer. It tastes
0: like all coconut to me where it's like slightly like sunscreen. Um, but the pineapple is huge in this. And overall, I think it's really good. It's nice. Yeah, and I light. got way
1: more pineapple than coconut when I tried it. And I like that.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think they kind of crushed this. It's a fun one, fun can. Um, and you can like do some weird like 3D with it. So,
1: And it's not it's not a whole crawler. So you could be done with it uh, much sooner. Absolutely. You already opened two of them though. He's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so here we go do we care first
0: thing we got a like an interview teaser with um ewan mcgregor on the obi-wan show that jimbo says is his most anticipated show um did you guys watch this and what'd you think if you did
1: yeah i watched it it's my most anticipated show of all time because it will be the greatest television show of all time and i can't wait for you guys to see the pilot episode and you guys will text me and be like it just might be that's how hype i am on this. Anything less, it's a huge disappointment. So Ewan they didn't have any footage yet. But Ewan McGregor came on for Disney Plus Day, which, dude, we're going to cover a bunch of this because they dropped so much knowledge on us. Um, and he was like, we are going to get to see this gap where, you know, Ewan McGregor, his or, you know, Obi-Wan, his first initiative was like, hey, go protect Luke. But he's going to be off planet. He's not just sitting in a hut reading the the old textures or text, you know, he is going to be out moving around. And he, uh, the, he did confirm that he's going to face Vader in another fucking lightsaber battle. So, sweet.
0: I thought it looked I awesome. Mean, the artwork was really cool. It sounds like lots of Vader. We've never seen Vader do anything cool on the screen ever. And I don't count Force-choking old people in as that. So, <laughs> the fact that we're going
1: to get this is awesome. What about Rogue he One? He killed a bunch of, like, post office guys. Just because they look like post office guys? They were rebel they, fighters. They, with they the had modules. guns. They, they had were, guns.
0: They had no... They were wearing, like, street clothes. Like, come on. Let's see him kill a <laughs> fucking Jedi, and I'd be excited.
1: All right, all right.
2: We will probably okay. see that.
1: And there's going to be, you know, the, for this big period of time, which they've never covered and anything besides that, maybe that PlayStation video game, um, they were hunting down. Cause not all, you know, they made it look like in the movies, all the Jedi were wiped out in one order 66, but there was like some that had escaped and had to be tracked down. And they had a whole plan for that with these inquisitors. Is that what they were? Yeah. Um, and we're going to get to see like inquisitors coming after him and him fucking lighting them up. So I am so psyched. to Great show of all time incoming next year. Can't wait.
0: I, I totally agree. I think you're going to get to see the best versions of Obi-Wan and Vader, something people have been crying out for forever. And by the sounds of it, if you have heard the rumors, it sounds like Obi-Wan is going to be like leveled up so much since the last time we saw him. And so he's going to be just massacring people like maybe too powerful for Darth Vader level powerful. So it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be really exciting. Ewan McGregor is a huge get for any television show in my opinion. And I'm mm-hmm. really pumped. The artwork looked awesome and they got me excited even though they had nothing but like sketches.
2: And he's gonna learn he's gonna learn how to become a force ghost, you know, at some point. So he's gonna learn some like additional like magic, quote unquote, of you know, the Jedi Order. So mm-hmm. cannot wait. Can't wait. All right. Uh, I care. So, I care
0: a bit. I care a lot. Um, Squid Game, a show I still have only watched a few episodes of, but you guys both love it thoroughly, um, is confirmed to have a second season from its creator.
1: Uh, biggest show ever on Netflix. Does this move the needle for you guys? Of course, this is good news. And if you did make it through the whole season, they had a pretty, I mean, it's kind of a controversial ending, but it definitely set up an exciting second season. So I'm into it. The first season was great. Not all the storylines were like grade A, like the stuff with the cop was kind of lame. And I think that they're going to improve upon it for the second season. It's going to have a bigger budget. I think it should be something to really look forward to.
2: Yeah, I think that's the key point is that this was a show that was, you know, made on, I I don't want to say like a skeleton budget, but Mm -hmm. it was pretty low.
1: Well, they put a lot um, of money into that first episode with like that first challenge, you know, with like sure. the red light, green light, whatever. They had a bunch of extras. They had a big set built with a giant robot. And then after that, it was like, all right, we got them hooked. Let's have fewer people, therefore yeah. smaller challenges. Now they're like scraping a fucking candy with a toothpick. Like, all right, dude, I want to get back to big, big stuff. And I think that next season should be. So yeah, I'm this, In
2: that first episode, they spent, like, half their budget on blood splatter packs, you know, for people getting killed. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, this is almost as inevitable as a Dune sequel, right, when it's your most watched show of all time. Like, they're going to make a second season, regardless of whether or not it's going to be good. Yeah, we don't Um, know. So, hopefully, you know, they maybe learned some things from the first season and then they'll be able to apply that to the second season and it'll be even better so I'm hopeful I hope so I care. I hope to eventually care <laughs> we do too Eric all We right, hope you watch Prime it too It's coming out this Friday on
0: Amazon Prime this should be one of the big shows of the year. It feels like it's lost a little bit of shine um, in the last few months but maybe uh, that lulling us to sleep before they give one of the best TV shows of all time. What should our expectations for this show be?
2: I am of the mind that our expectations of the show should be severely tempered. Mm. If this show was going to be the gargantuan Game of Thrones replacement, mm. Um, we would be seeing a lot more advertising. We would be seeing so much more marketing. We would be seeing this thing plastered everywhere. I have watched multiple trailers of it and I'm like 50-50 on whether or not this is going to be good. Like I would love to be surprised. I would love to be surprised that this is actually going to turn out to be a really good adaptation of some like pretty decent books. Um, but so far I've been like uh underwhelmed, I think would be a very apt description of what the trailers have shown. Yeah. And there's there's big names, you know. That's it's not to say that there's not like you know big names in the in the, the series, but
1: boy, it doesn't look great. So yeah, I think this wheel of time Amazon, I'm gonna watch it day one. So it's coming out on, on Friday the 19th. So I will watch it right away. Um, I just am. So my expectations are so tempered now. Um, you know, after seeing some of these trailers, I just don't think it looks great. It looks cheesy, and I'm very sensitive to the cheese, man. I'm like Monterey Jack with that shit. I can smell it, and I just it turns me off so quick. Um, and it's not a show that can lean into that. It's not a show that can be cheesy, like Squid Game or OBX, or some of these other ones can, can work with that, and they own it. This is not, you can't. Like, it's too big of a deal. It's too big of a budget. It's too serious of subject matter. It needs to be uh, not cheesy, so... I'm uh I'm tempered man. I'll I'll I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. And then when they when they like self appointed themselves
2: as the Game of Thrones replacement, um I know we you know we we've kinda of harped on like early Thrones wasn't that great, but like Peak Thrones was very, very good. So as
1: good as it gets.
2: If you're not better than season one of Game of Thrones, you have failed.
0: They're like, exponentially. Ah, we meant the replacement for season eight of Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right
0: um i think that this show is going to be great not because it's going to be the best show ever but because we don't have enough television shows that i'm really excited about right now and it would be awesome to get a big budget show an adventure that I know nothing about onto my screen. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Okay. I'm glad you're looking forward to it, Eric. I would I'm surprised that you're I don't that, even know what it's watch about, it. but I'm looking forward to it. Doesn't matter. That's a that's They'll a really good you. attitude to that's the beauty yeah. beauty of it. They will tell you.
0: We don't have enough good T V on right now. Like I'm like the shows I want to watch are mostly comedies, and then Succession is the best thing. And I just need something else.
2: So, yeah. um, well, uh, let me let me tell you, Squid Game episodes three through
1: eight will do you just fine. Okay, yeah, okay. that's enough. sitting there waiting for you, man. It's pretty good stuff.
2: All right, so
0: uh, Halo, one of the great video games of all time. Halo One, Halo Two. If you didn't play those, what was wrong with you? You didn't have a childhood if you didn't play Halo. And right. also, one of the all-time
1: great songs of all time. Oh. I probably fucked that up, but you know what I'm talking about. If we were all in the same room, I think we could have hit some harmonies there, but yeah. it didn't do it justice with the remote cast. So
0: didn't do, I'm sorry, here So uh, Halo, six song, awesome video game. Now it's going to be an average television show coming to Paramount <laughs> Plus next year. A teaser drops. uh What's his name? Sergeant Commander or something? Master Chief. Master Chief. That's his Jesus, name. Jesus, Eric. Some kind of bullshit? Uh, Master yeah. Chief. The little floating robot, the, the flood, the the needler. I can't wait. It's going to be fast. I can't wait. The warthog.
1: You're just literally dropping uh, items. Video game references. Just yeah. items.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, the warthog was the, was the truck. It was the Jeep Yeah, thing. The, the Tesla, you know? And then- yeah. The Needler, the stupid gun, right? The The Pelicans, the Flood was like the mushy guys who were like infecting everything. Cortana, remember?
1: Yeah, great, great game. God,
0: Uh, this this show is gonna be awful. I can't wait to watch it.
1: Yeah, you know it's funny when we we just can't get a good video game adaptation. So I don't expect this to change anything. Um, The Last of Us is my only hope, and that isn't out yet. So we'll see. That's the only one that I have any, and that's HBO. This is Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Who have brought you shows such as Oh, the Champions League, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Paramount Plus with Champions League soccer, the Lost Symbol, a um, bunch of
1: bad Star Trek shows that no one watches. No, that's, okay, that's Peacock
2: here. Oh, I thought
1: they were the same. yeah. You thing. don't even Paramount Plus has soccer, international soccer, which is why we watch it. But otherwise, so um, don't don't know if I care. Although it's been the, so crazy how long they've been trying to make this movie. I think it was like two thousand and one that the first Halo came out. Guys, um, I, I so, have
0: to say. Let's be honest, we know that at least three people stopped the show when I did the song wrong and with all my terrible references and then like shot us a snarky-ass message about me fucking up Halo.
1: Don't worry, I'll deal with it. I'll respond politically correctly like I always do. I'll say, Eric, he just didn't know. He was a little confused. We're sorry. We'll we'll retract next week.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Disney Plus also showed a teaser of Moon Knight. Mood Knight, This is Oscar Isaac, right? Yeah, correct. I love Oscar Isaac in anything. Like yep. if there's like a a dark movie or TV show dropping, and I see Oscar Isaac's gonna be in it, I'm like, I'm
2: gonna like that. You know oh, did you, watch, did you watch? Ma- did you watch? you watch Mar- Marriage? Did you watch Marriage Story, Eric? No. I don't think you did. No, I, that's a boring. It's everything stars but
0: Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac is meant to play. An edgy asshole character in action movies and shows.
1: Okay, and this is what you're getting. I, I thought th- I think that this is now maybe besides Kenobi, one of my most anticipated on Disney Plus. I mean, um, way more than I think. Okay, we saw some from She-Hulk and it looked bad, like really cheesy and bad. Um, it looked like
2: the CW produced the trailer.
1: Oh my god, I couldn't believe it. And then we saw a little bit from Miss Marvel, which I didn't want to believe was going to be bad, but it looked like shit. So I'm not excited about that. I mean, I am, but it's very tempered. But then Moon Knight, dude, it looked gnarly. Like we didn't get much. But Oscar Isaac has just undeniable star power. It's those big, dark eyebrows. He's meant to be a dark superhero. You're right, like an antihero. Yes. He's, he's going to be like a psycho in this movie, in this show. He's going to be like just a weirdo, schizophrenic dude, multiple personality, beating people up, doesn't even know why. Snaps out of it and is like, where am I? It's going to be weird, dude. Do you
2: think you would be more interested in Morbius if Oscar Isaac was playing him over
1: yeah. Jared Leto? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I would be seeing it in theaters,
0: and I wouldn't see this if they gave me a free ticket now. Here's the thing.
1: it's This is alternate universe stuff, because if he had agreed to do it, that means that the script was good. Yeah, fair and enough. And clearly it wasn't, because he probably passed on it, and Leto was like, I think I can save it with my incredible acting skill. it. Like, nah,
0: okay, know. so uh, we also got a few other things from Disney+. Plus. We got X-Men 97, the continuation on the amazing 90s uh, cartoon.
2: I had to save myself
0: wow. after after messing up the Halo one, so.
2: Hold on a second. You did, can, and you nailed that. Just, can we just give Eric some appreciation for the trying, right? trying the Halo theme, <laughs> nailing the X Men theme? I love it. Now, we have never heard Eric sing that much on the podcast in four years, and now he's eclipsed his uh, you know top amount I, of seconds. I have a theory. Singing.
1: I think it's because he ha- he bought three crawlers to split, and we didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing, guys. I
0: I had to nail that one after butchering the Halo one so badly. Yeah. So I had to go. I had to save so, my I family.
1: mean, Eric, you need to start out with this. Do you care about this? Like, did you watch all of it? Do you know where it ended? Because apparently they are going to keep it pretty much continuous they're going to like rehire people from before they're going to pick it up where it left off i, I mean um, they know hard. that there's people out here like you that love it and, and want more.
0: About the show like i was a huge fan because i watched it all the time and i thought it was really good but yeah. it's like news to me you that were there, like
1: eight yeah it's news to me that there was a through story i thought it was just like a bunch of fucking one-off episodes yeah <laughs> So you just watched them out of order and liked how the characters looked. You had no idea what was going on. I
0: just watched it as a child and was like, I love X-Men. What a great episode. Like, I didn't really know that there was like some, I mean, I knew there was like themes of the show. Rogue couldn't have relations with anybody and Wolverine was an asshole and, you know, Jubilee was weird as hell. Like, I knew about the little character stuff and like that things would build and these relationships would build over time, but like... I didn't really understand that there was, like, a big ending moment of it. So I'm excited, I think. I'm not huge into cartoons, but I watched some of them. Um, I'll give it a chance. I'll try it out. I like the X-Men a lot. Well,
2: the other thing is, is like, with the Saturday morning cartoon, you know, and I'm I'm dipping back into my childhood. Like, you didn't necessarily know, like, when you turned on Channel 7, you know, or whatever for X-Men at 10 o'clock. That the next episode you were going to be watching was like following the one that you would watch the previous Saturday. It was just like, well, we got a new one and yeah. uh, it's on at 10 o'clock. And even if it's a repeat and I recognize it, I don't care. I'm watching X. Like, who gives? Right. A right. That's I think point. your favorite
0: cartoon was uh,
1: Life with Louie. What? what? Life with Louie? You don't
0: remember that show? How
1: about No, the t- I remember The Tick. Yeah, yeah, I remember The Tick. That was more for grownups.
0: All right. Well, uh, another show that maybe is more for grownups, we're not really sure yet, is the animated Disney Plus show about Spider Man that's going to be called Spider Man Freshman Year. What do we know about this? And is this something we should be excited about?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's not really, you know, directly affecting anything within the universe. So it's kind of if you really like Spider-Man, you might like this. It's going to be like it's called freshman year. Right. So it's him sort of becoming Spider-Man for the first time, which we didn't get in the MCU. They I think it was a good call just to skip right to him being Spider-Man and getting recruited by uh, Iron Man. I think that was smart. We haven't seen it. Um, I don't even know if this is going to be sort of a Tom Holland version. It might just be totally one-off um, teen drama shit. I'm not super hyped on it. I don't really care about it, to be honest. I don't think I'm going to watch that. You might. You might. <laughs> if people say it's really good. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. this feels like this feels like a JC three show. Yeah, it, it is. Oh, I'll, I'll probably give it the JC eight and never bring it up. Yeah, that, I'll watch that's, the whole that's possible thing too. By and we'd
2: be good with that too. But I think I think we're gonna entrust the viability of this show to the band, the legend, Jimmy Channels. Okay, I got you. All right, so uh,
0: the next five things in the show are all Jimmy Channels things. Okay, uh, Uh-oh. Things he's really excited about that. First one is gonna be the prequel of Predator.
1: It's a movie coming to Hulu. What do we know about this? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm excited about it, but I do tend to somehow watch all these movies. I watch all the Alien movies, all the AVP, all the Predator. Um, They're all like pretty bad. You do. You do. I don't
2: know why. I just don't miss
1: them. I don't miss (laughs) one. I don't pay for them, but I don't miss them either. So this and I won't have to pay for this one because I already got Hulu. So like this is a prequel and it's like a Comanche woman back in the 300 years ago. And she's like trying to prove herself as a warrior. And so she goes out to like kill this like demon that's stalking the tribe. And that's. Gonna be our next Predator movie. What do you guys think? Is this something you'd even watch? That kinda of sounds good, honestly. It kinda of sounds badass, but you know that it's like a cool premise and they're gonna blow it. But yeah, I but mean, you guys
2: it's... love you guys are hyped on Hulu too, so maybe Hulu know. knows something
1: we don't. We are kinda of hyped on Hulu. <laughs> to Hulu to be honest with you. Hulu's been killing it. Um, yeah, so it's called Prey. This movie's called Prey. It's a Predator prequel. I'm in. I care a little bit. It, it's probably gonna suck, but it'll be like it'll be like a fun suck. That Dude, weird, I, but you know what I'm saying.
2: The, the, that premise sounds way cooler than like going forward in the future. And we have all these mechanized warriors going to this planet and the predator like this is going to be like dialed way down yeah and it's just going to be like one-on-one you know who can hide the best and and she you know is learning she's to, using these like
1: cool techniques that yeah maybe are, are authentic maybe not who
2: knows it could be fun ir- irrelevant to that you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's almost like going back to its roots because it's like stripping it way back so right. that, that premise sounds way cooler than than again like we got 19 prisoners and they're going to this planet to hunt this alien. Like that, Ugh. that was all like stupid and duck. So bad. Yeah. All right. Keeping it Jimbo, Mel Gibson Uh-oh. to direct Lethal Weapon 5. Hype. don't know
1: why. <laughs> Mel Gibson is such a piece of trash. He's anti-Semitic. He's got a long history of being the, the, just the dude to like hate. Cause he just sucks. Um. That being said, I've, I love the Lethal Weapon movies. Like when's the last time you guys watched all the Lethal Weapon movies? Eric, you probably never seen any of them. Does
0: it have does it have um, uh, Van Dam in
1: them? Dude, no. stop! Is this it's Jackie Mel Gibson Jackson? and Danny Glover as Captain like Finn? the ultimate buddy cop movies. Probably the best buddy cop movies of all time. This I mean, it's a, debatable. This isn't Rush a, Hour is up there.
0: I was gonna say I thought this was Chris Tucker and Bad ben Boys Hall. is
1: up there. I, I have no idea what this is. Well, okay, one, two, and three are fantastic, varying quality four, a little bit. Four is the best. One. Four is great. I'm excited, man. I mean, I guess he's going to star in it as well. And percent I hope they get Danny movie, Glover.
0: Percent chance this movie is out of
1: touch. Oh, 100. <laughs> <laughs> but it might be in touch with people that like the movies from 1995. So <laughs> that might be me. I care a little bit. We'll see.
0: All right. Uh, keeping it, Jimmy Channels. Tom Hanks' Pinocchio movie coming to
1: Disney Plus. <laughs> Why are you even putting this on here? Who cares? It's a live action. You're the one that's big into live action Disney movies, right? You love it. No,
0: just live action Toy Story, which we won't talk about, but it would be a great idea. Um, no, this movie is going to be creepy AF. I don't, I don't know if I would watch this movie for 20 bucks.
1: It's a weird, it's a weird thing because this is the Disney one, but uh, Pinocchio the story is an old fairy tale from Italy, and it's public domain, and so other studios have made live action Pinocchio movies in the last five years. You just didn't see it because it probably was like not worth watching. So the fact that Tom theory. Hanks is probably going to be Geppetto, and then. I don't know. Ryan Reynolds is going to voice Pinocchio. Who knows? Who cares? I don't oh, care Christ. about these live action movies anymore. That just, that Pinocchio I, mean, I care about Pinocchio this less boy. than I care about Snow White. And so I don't care about Snow White at all. So
0: I'm hoping that Pinocchio is played by a real boy with just like circles painted on his cheek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet.
1: He already looks very wooden, um yeah. very stick like, moved by strings. Perfect.
0: All right, a few shows that I know Jimmy channels would be excited by. First up, How to with John Wilson, season 2 coming to HBO. We all watched this. Um, when's it coming out, and should we
1: be excited? I don't know when it's coming out. Didn't you it's have coming it? out
2: soon? It's, it's got to be out soon. like a, in dis- early like December I, or something. Yeah, December or January. I forget. So this is one on, of the
1: weirdest shows I've ever seen. End of this it's month, it's like found footage from New York City that he then like narrates over. He very like I don't even know how to describe the show. I would say this: Watch like the first three episodes. It'll take you one hour, and if you don't like it, then it's not for you. And if you find some poetry in it, and you laugh a couple times, and you're surprised a few times, then continue to watch it and get a lot out of it, like I did. It's I really sort of liked like, it.
2: Um, it's sort of like that scene from American Beauty where the dude is uh, filming the floating plas- plastic bag, and I don't, I don't mean this in a derogatory way. No, you're, but it, you're absolutely it's, right. It's, 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 um, filming things that. That you wouldn't find interesting normally. But then when he narrates over the top of it, it adds this different sort of flavor to it yeah. and makes it, makes an, a topic that would be ordinarily boring feel somewhat interesting. Right. The only like thing the that I,
1: you know, and when they're advertising this show, they're like, you didn't think we could make a season two, but we've done it, right? And that's because he, to make season one, he filmed all day, every day, all the time in the streets for like years to get this footage to to like match up. So I don't know. I'm excited. I I don't think it's one of the greatest shows. I just think it's so unique that it deserves some recognition. I will be watching the second season. Can't wait.
2: Yeah. This isn't one of those shows where it's like water cooler talk. Yeah. I mean, this is like you said, this is one of those things where um, every single person would get something different out of it. Right based on what he says and what he's filming and that's what makes it unique if this is something that's like it's more personal as opposed to like more shareable
1: i would say that the first season was worth watching though eric and i think you might agree just based alone on the foreskin lengthener (laughs) 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 i mean if that wasn't pure golden television i don't know what is it doesn't get better than that that's like one of those moments
0: where like he was filming and he was like don't smile don't laugh mm-hmm. like just please, this is my show please, this is my show
1: don't hold blow on it.
0: hold on There's nothing more epic could happen than is happening right now
1: hbo <laughs> wasn't gonna buy this show until i said i got in this room now they're hbo is <laughs> gonna buy it like that's what happened dude it's crazy so i liked i liked it can't wait for the sexy second season i get it it's a strange show
2: dude i thought when you were saying like eric you know what about i thought you were gonna say the Collapse Casino or Hotel or whatever it was. That, that was pretty in crazy New Orleans. too, but... But then you threw out the Foreskin Lengthener and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's so good. <laughs> <beautiful." laughs> All right. Finally, one other show
0: that I think you'll be excited about, TV Channels. Search Party is coming back for its fifth and final season January 7th on HBO I, for one, am really pumped. How are you feeling?
1: Well, I mean, I don't even want to take this one because, yes, I may have brought this to the group, but I think that there was no bigger champion for Search Party than you, Eric. You loved I it. loved Search Party. I thought it was
0: one of the best bingeable shows that I've watched over the last few years. I Adam, too. eight seasons of it. Yeah. My brother, Adam, was really into this. He loved mm-hmm. it. And uh, yeah, I thought this was as crushable of a show. If you guys are looking for like a, hey, I have a little extra time over... Thanksgiving I need something to watch Search Party on HBO originally on TBS which makes you think it's gonna suck Is a fantastic show It's really fun it's a bunch of like Rich 20 something year old New York kids with nothing to do Other than get themselves in trouble Their friendship Mm -hmm. their Individual personalities their weird Stories are so worth the watch And they make so much Out of so little of a story um, Better than almost any show that I've Watched in a long time I think Search Party is like a really hot wreck. And I can't it's wait. To it.
1: Dude, in, in five years, we're going to look back on Search Party as one of the most influential TV shows of the decade because everybody's trying to make a Search Party. They're yeah. trying to make this show that's like got a little bit of mystery. It's in a half hour format. It's got a light tone, but heavy themes like murder and mm-hmm. kidnapping and those things. But it like makes it fun by being character driven. Yeah. It's like everybody's trying to make a version of this. I see it over and over again. I'm chasing the dragon but, and watching shows to try to find the next one. And guess what? what? We, we get what one did, more season. So
2: and what did we just watch? I love only mm-hmm. murders in the building, which yep. was like
1: a copy. Oh God. Yeah. Total copy. I mean, and I don't care because it, it was down like 80% as good as the original and I'll take that. But, that right but, but
2: Only Murders was like trying to be intentionally funny, whereas Search Party was funny, but that was because the characters were, were hilarious. True.
1: Yep.
0: I think Only Murders, they sat the executives of these companies down, you know, these streaming services down and they were like, all right, it's Serial, the podcast
2: mm-hmm. meets Search Party. And people were oh, like, absolutely. brilliant. Brilliant,
0: yep. yes. I mean that's all it was. So
2: write Well, line. and then and then they're like, we got Martin Short and Steve Martin for comedic relief and a little bit of like familial heavy handed. And, and it then was we got like, Selena boom.
1: Gomez to try to rope in a couple of millennials and and Gen Zs, and they didn't get them. They just got the boomers. But it was good.
0: Yeah. All right. So guys, it's time to move on to hot wrecks and not Rex. And this week it was Disney Plus day, and we got to watch Yay! finally. The gang got to watch Shang-Chi after we held out knowing it was coming out on Disney Plus Day.
1: Yeah, we were gonna try to make it.
0: This movie was an absolute coming out party for Disney, I thought. Mm -hmm. I thought this was an absolute banger of a movie. Mm Aquafina is a superstar. Right. And I thought that this, like, Kung Fu version. Of an MCU movie was amazing. Like the just on the street fighting was so cool. The bus fighting scene was epic. And yeah. I really thought a new star uh, in the MCU was born. If not more than one.
1: Totally agree. I was surprised at how much i loved it uh simu lu who's like the the star of it and aquafina um are superstars i mean the leads were great like the dad who turned out to be the the mandarin was so good um i cared about the story i cared about the family i cared about the powers the rings in action were really, really fun. Yes. Like they like controlling the rings and fly making them fly around, all that shit come back to you it was like a really, really cool fight dynamic.
0: I think I doubted the rings so much for like half the movie where I kept being like, let's be serious, the rings are dumb. And then like they do something a little bit cooler and then a little bit cooler. And then by the end, I was like, Alright, the rings are fucking sick. Like <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, well, you're right. It. You're right. They they started off as like like a pogo stick. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to get from point A to point B. So I'm going to like, mm-hmm. and then like fly over this like area and then continue fighting. But the rings are still on my arm. And then they slowly like crescendo that into, here's a way you can manipulate them and make it a cool, like a much cooler weapon. I thought it was really cool. Um, This is what I will say. The movie was flat out hilarious. I thought the humor
0: was so good. Um, Simu, Leo, Leo. Leo? Simu Liu. yeah. Liu was a star is born. I mean he's fantastic.
1: Absolutely. Charismatic, thought, ripped, great in the action scenes, uh heavy in the drama. He was like great.
0: I thought just new star, not just of yep. the MCU, just of movies. I want him everywhere. Aquafina is just, I can't believe how good of an actress she is. I know she's like a, a comedian and a singer and a little bit of an actress. But she like,
1: started out, I love it. Like, I was watching her rap on YouTube 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, she just came from absolutely nothing. She was rapping in bodegas 10 years ago, and here she is, you know, a Marvel star. I love it.
0: It's just, it's like a new dimension to the MCU, and as disappointed I was as I was in their direction of the Eternals, their direction into the East and into... Asia and into China was a roaring success, in my opinion. And even though the end of the movie was, like, a little too much, I'm not going to just give it away if you didn't watch it yet, the end of the movie, like many Marvel movies, was, like, too much, too much CG. Like, a little too much was happening for me where I was kind of like, man, a lot's happening. And that's not yeah. a great
1: thing to be Yeah, they tried to make, like, a very, like, multi-dimensional fight or, like, cl- climax, right, where you have yes. this yeah. happening yeah. over here and this happening over here, but all of it was over the top. Yeah. And so it, it did take you out a little bit. But, I mean, the first two acts were, like, A, A, And the last act was maybe B. So I was really into it.
2: Yeah, that's the one thing I, that's my one like big criticism of some of these Marvel movies. Like when you have your third act as, you know, the climax and you just keep cutting back and forth and back and forth, you're like, I was just getting into that part. Yeah. Let me, let me finish that one. Um, But I agree with everything you guys are saying. I'm, I was trying to like rack my brain of like, what was the best, most recent like martial arts movie where you saw someone as charismatic and could carry not only the acting scene but the martial arts scene of a movie like this yeah and i couldn't think of anything like jet lee Li yeah in like kiss of the dragon from like 2001 i mean you was want like to think the... like
1: maybe like the raid or something but like dude the the actors there had no star power really it was just intense you know, physical stunts. Yeah,
2: so, that was just all violent. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, this was like a, re- I think it was a really special movie. Like, I think it is, is you know, it's disappointing as it turns out the Eternals maybe, which I've now read some like, finally, people are saying like the truth about the movie that like, yeah, it's just not that good, dude, like, whatever, like, okay, Chloe Zhao, you can be great with your indie movies, you didn't do a good job, you wrote a bad movie, you directed a bad movie, it's okay, you'll move on. Um, I'm excited to see this and be like, thank God we got a new property that we're, I'm like really excited to see more from this universe. These actors, these characters, these powers, like Marvel has breathed new life into them, their own, you know, next phase. So let me ask you, then, what did
2: you think about the integration with Dr. Strange? Do you think that's the best move
1: for him? I think it makes sense in this. Um, We'll see what happens. They're putting Dr. Strange in everything, I think, right now with the the Spider-Man stuff. Spider-Man, yeah. I thought it made sense here.
2: I think it makes more sense to have, uh, I forget his, his character name. Wong? With with Doctor Strange. Well, not Wong, but the, the Ten Rings guy. Yeah. I forget what his, I figure, forget what his character Shang-Chi, name is. Shang-Chi
1: or just like...
2: Is that his name in the film? Shang-Chi?
1: I think he's got like a regular name too. Like an Americanized anyway, name too. Not whatever. important.
2: Not important. Yeah. I feel like that makes more sense than having Doctor Strange in with Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can see both. I'm sure that once we watch that movie, it'll make sense because they're both like literally down the street from each other. Like they live near each other. So like whatever, but yeah, we'll see. But I I, love this, I'm psyched on this.
2: I love like really well done like, it, and it doesn't have to be, like, The Matrix, where they, like, overdo it, where, like, Neo and Morpheus are, like, posing, you know, in the temple and all that stuff. But, like, really well done, like, martial arts scenes in movies are, one, very hard to do, mm-hmm. but two, they tend to be unforgettable. Yeah. Like, where you see them and you're like, man, those guys are so fast. The actors are so good. The court fight choreography feels flawless, where you're mm-hmm. like, it doesn't seem like they're, like, flailing themselves, like, backwards, like you know in an exaggeration like everything felt real everything felt awesome and i can't wait to sorry i rambled i rambled a little too long about that but god it was so good i'm gonna watch it again disney plus day you watch jungle cruise (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah All right, i'm gonna spend can i spend negative time on this no i'll spend positive time on it i actually liked it a little bit it's like um like a b plus version of the first pirates of the caribbean movie, which was also based on a disney world ride so it's literally the same you know they're spinning off these disney disney world ride movies we're getting tower of terror we're getting haunted, haunted mansion uh we got Car- pirates of the caribbean already um this one is jungle cruise and the Rock is a fucking star. He's entertaining as hell. He is maybe better than John Cena. When you watch this, you'll be like, "Ooh, they're neck and neck, baby." Um, I liked it. I did. I, it, it was pretty fun. I mean, it's a, it's a kids movie, but it's also PG-13 rated, and they kind of go a little bit. There's a little bit more violence than you'd expect. A little bit more suggestive stuff. Um, I liked it, man. I thought it was pretty pretty entertaining. So it's like a it's like an eighty-one for me. All right. And you also watched the movie Fink. Holy shit. All right, baby, <laughs> let's go. Oh, I'm on this fire This has been now. all Jimmy C. Oh, I got after it this week. So this is Tom Hanks and nobody else. It's literally, he's the only human actor in the he's movie. A robot, right? No, he's, yeah, he's got a robot pal and a dog. Um, this is an Apple TV Plus movie. Um, Robert Zemeckis directed. So like, you know, he's got a history of pretty good kind of family movies. This is like post-apocalyptic shit. Um, I give it like a seventy two so it's probably not worth watching. It definitely had some charming moments, and Tom Hanks is just very good in everything. I mean, like you guys saw him on Castaway where he carried the entire movie by himself. I think that they attempted to do that here. um, they had a dog instead of a volleyball. I would have preferred the volleyball because the dog barked the entire movie. And my dogs were losing their shit. So if I just seriously, the warning is like: if you have dogs that don't like barking on TV, don't watch this movie at all. Um, yeah, it's kind trigger, kinda, trigger it, warning it, for your pets. I'm giving this too much time. It was like only fine. It, it's forgettable. Nobody's gonna remember Finch when they when you think about like Tom Hanks. When we do a deep dive on Tom Hanks in five ten years, you'll be like, oh yeah, that Finch movie. What the fuck was that? Um, it's forgettable. It's a what did I give it? You said something? Tom Hanks it can- spent- And why is it Robert I'm Langdon? Spent- it's not. It's <laughs> you, wanted to not. F-
2: you wanted to spend negative time on Jungle Cruise, and then a movie you rated lower. You spent more time on. You did.
0: You know I'm so not Finch. keeping track.
1: I'm just you having know, fun here. Um, Finch, dude, watch Jungle Cruise and then Finch.
0: Okay. All right, uh, Ryan, you watched the show on Netflix, Arcane. Should people be watching this?
2: Um, I think this is. <clears throat> excuse me. This is a hot, hot wreck This is an animated series about the origin of the League of Legends video game, which is also incredibly irrelevant to. Matter. It matters not. This show is so well done. This show stars Haley Steinfeld, who we like quite a bit. Um, she's Love one her. of the main, uh, voice actresses, a bunch of other people you don't really know. However, this show doesn't play around with the timeline. They move things along and all of a sudden you're like thrust into an episode and you're like, okay, this is like a significant amount of time has passed and mm-hmm. I didn't realize it and it is dark it is also fun it is well like animated and scripted and written like everything about this show is a 10 yeah i think the i think the only downside is that it's animated but that's really the only way they could do it right they couldn't they couldn't do this with, with a live action budget of less than a billion dollars just based on the world that it is. so I feel like this show is a very hot wreck. Um it's uh Netflix is doing a weird thing where they're like releasing I think like a chunk of episodes at a time. They're not doing like one a week. It's like three a week. Yeah. So they release the first 3, then on Saturday they release the next 3, and then this following Saturday they're going to release the the final 3. So Acts 1, 2, and 3, essentially.
1: And it is a phenomenal show. So, Ryan, all props to you. You found this and sent it my way. That the same night you sent it to me, I watched episode one. And I thought, this is one of the best pilots I've seen in a long, long time. Um, doesn't and not matter just it's anim- not just The animated, animation yeah. is so good looking that I I learned to just prefer it quickly. It, the characters are, like, beautiful and all the sets are incredible. All the stuff, like, and the voice acting is so good. There's no, like, when you watch an animated thing, you're just used to, like, maybe B-plus voice acting, right? Like, you just get used to it. Um, Like with Invincible, right? Another show that we really loved, and I compare it to because they're both four adults, pretty big budget, well-known. You know, th- that was Amazon. This one is Netflix, right? But this is, like, I don't know. This is better in a lot of ways. For sure, the animation is one million times better. Yes. I really like the show. Arcane is like definitely a wreck. Um, I'm only on episode four and I was a little bit surprised with how quick they are moving. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing yet. I got to keep watching, but um, damn, dude, they're like rocketing through this shit. It's, it's really exciting.
2: Yeah, and um, I think the last article I read was that Arcane is now Netflix's second largest show that's been streamed next to Squid Game. Crazy. In like 150 countries or something like that. I mean, so again, it's based off of the League of Legends video game, which I think adds to the popularity because that is probably has like a worldwide you know adaptation especially in like i don't even know know, what
1: that that game is and it doesn't matter it it (laughs) It does does not not matter. matter at all you
2: you don't need to know anything about the video game going in whatsoever watch this show it starts off with like a couple shorter episodes, and then like episode three is like forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. and you're very like engrossed in it that time that you don't even realize how long, how much you know extra time is added. So this is my hottest wreck of two thousand twenty-one. Eric, you gotta and watch it now. Eric, it's you not even, now. it's not even close. Okay,
0: sick. Hey, that's huge. All right, another thing that's huge. I'm going to miss this song, everyone. This is our Matrix rewatch, A Glitch in the Rewatch. And this week we are watching Matrix
1: Revolution. It certainly is the last of the Matrix movies for now. It's kind of a sick
0: song. Kind of. All right, guys, so. Kind of a six song. a sick song. All right. So, great. uh great. You watch Matrix Revolutions. And for how uh, cool this series is, and especially the first movie, and how pretty cool the second movie was, this movie started out in just the most bizarre way ever. Like, I just don't know if they could have made any stranger choices than they chose to start this movie. They started out with a character... That we had seen momentarily on the screen, and our main character is nowhere to be found, and it's confusion. And then they had to give you like a weird Dumbledore Harry explanation for things. It was just really a strange start to this movie.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't even honestly I watched this days ago, and I don't really remember where it started. That's kind of bad. It started um, at the
0: train station. Neo, we don't know where he is. And you had yeah yeah, yeah. you had uh, um, the the guy who works for the with the weird glasses, the Asian guy. Who works for the Seraph? Seraph, yeah. Seraph. The beginning of this movie. Seraph was in the movie for like I don't know six minutes of the first two.
1: Yeah, so it does pick up right where the last one left off. So in other words, we have Matrix One, all time classic, incredible movie. We all rated it very highly, and then a couple years later, the Wachowskis make back to back sequels. They all the production is strung into one to save money, and they made these movies back to back. So. The last one ends with Neo passed out, can't like they're you know checking his brain activity, and now we check into the next, the third and final movie here until you know in a month or so, um, and we find out like now we're in his brain what he's experiencing, and he's apparently able to now jack into the Matrix like it's Wi-Fi, I guess he's he's over the Ethernet cable. That's what is happening.
0: Okay, Um, so he's there. Yeah, a little bizarre. Uh, So. Here's what I'll say. The movie starts out. They have to get him out. He has this weird, long conversation with some nameless characters uh, who we've never seen before, who we won't see again. He meets this corny-ass guy called the Train Man who controls this, like, bridge to and from different parts of the Matrix. And he's stuck in this train station. I don't know. This was all quite nonsensical to me. Um, And then as soon as they get him out of there because he had another really weird, like, BDSM club with the Merovingian... And every scene with the Merovingian makes me
1: like the series a lot. Yep. It sucked. He's just really a, the bad. eyes,
2: the eyes, the arica. Bring me, And he like holds up his martini <laughs> glass, like so cringy. But I will say we got another... We got another, like, uh, <laughs> shootout where the columns of the building took more damage than the people. Yeah,
1: I know. And I honestly, like, I had a note. The basement shootout was a dud, and it really was. It was trying to be a callback to what was worked in, worked in the first movie, and it was so boring. Um, people running on the ceiling, um, people shooting, and nobody gets hit. Nobody gets shot. Yeah.
0: It was so weird. No one's getting hit.
1: So, so then, you know, they went down to that basement so that they could get their guns, right? So they could get guns and keep them through. And then as soon as they get in the club, they give up all their guns to the people right away.
0: Yeah, like, know.
1: what the fuck, dude? Did anybody read the script?
0: I, so anyways, I, literally- I don't want to shit
1: on this movie that bad because I overall liked it. So let's, let's move on.
0: Yeah. So eventually we find out that Zion is getting this huge attack that they're going to have to fend off. And enter just so many characters that you don't really know. Like, I kept playing this game, do I know their name? And the answer was no to almost everybody. There was, like, new characters that they just introduced that were, like, huge decision makers. And I don't know. Like, the whole thing with, like, the giant robot scene in Zion, I'd say everything in Zion was pretty much a dud to me, other than the actual attack itself.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, but I thought it was, like, a little bit more successful in this movie than the last, for whatever reason. Maybe it was because I was used to seeing it at this point, but I got, like, I got less bored with the politics in this one than I did in the last one. Um, they were at least, like, all on the same t- team, like, prepping. I
2: guess. So, um, I don't know. Ex- except for sending the one ship that Captain Locke needed to defend the city Yeah, from the machines. That same shit
1: again, like, dude.
2: It was so... I I don't think they understood like when they were filming these back to back how annoying Captain Locke sound sounded like in retrospect mm-hmm. of like but I need it was just like this like narcissistic like general personality but I want all the ship like okay <laughs> yeah I know but like we're going to send one is that okay you get the other 30 can we send one to like try this other option no I want all of-. you know like it was just, I don't like, have so-
1: the yeah so I don't have so the good, option you, to think like that.
2: We lost
0: the Oracle. She died. And then does Neo pretty much just go off on his journey at this point? I mean, I just don't really know what Neo does for like the first 80% of this movie. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So
1: Neo, yeah, he pretty much gets blinded like oh yeah, that was yeah. Kind of so I will say the one thing that's like, so when Smith took over that guy's body in the last movie, Bane, Bane and then he's in this one, he did a really good Smith impression. I was The fact that it was like, it took Neo, he did such a good impression that when Neo was like, wait a minute, are you Mr. Smith from the Matrix? You'd be like, "Uh, yeah, dude, have you heard him talk? He literally talks exactly like him and is saying shit that only Smith would know. Like, are you the dumbest motherfucker of all time? Yeah. Yeah. Also
2: real quick. I just wanted to point out that before Neo was blinded or, or sorry, after Neo was blinded, the dude that he saw like through his Matrix vision had sunglasses on like did you not have the matrix vision before and that you didn't only see the sunglasses? Yeah. yeah i don't know kind of a bit of a plot hole
1: um i mean dude the movie is so like amalgus in that they can be like well this line of dialogue could mean 15 different things that then could explain these other 15 different things that happen because they all just all the spe- the speeches are nonsensical pretty much so like There was a part where he talks to the Oracle, and the Oracle's like, Well, you once you've gone into the source, now you're connected to the source, and now your, you know, your powers, your connection transports worlds, right? So they're pretty much saying that like, okay, now you're tapped into like the matrix Wi-Fi, and so you can like See any EMT signals. That's how you could see when he was blind, which I hated the first time I watched it. Uh, And that's how you could like, you know, you could whatever control the sentinels. Later, he blows up all these bombs. Right. Remotely. It's because he like has a connection to the internal hardware. He's got all these plugs and shit, right? The internal hardware is now Wi-Fi connected to the mainframe. I don't know. I'm going to go with that or else the movie doesn't make any sense at all.
0: All I know is it gets to the end. There's this huge battle that looked okay with Zion where the robots were coming down. They had drilled down. Um, There's this whole scene about like trying to sneak through a ship, their ship. um, And then they like hit a rock. That didn't do it for me. Like that part I was like, I don't know. Like I I don't really understand this part. Um, But the fight scene was pretty cool. I thought for the most part, the big robots that landed and were drilling were pretty cool. Um, -hmm. I thought that scene worked for the most part. I just didn't really care about any of
2: the characters in it, which probably also, yeah. So real quick, just to back up, they have the ship, which has the EMP, right? So they were trying to make it into Zion undetected. So they had to fly through the, you know, maintenance mechanical tunnel, yeah, which right. I would assume only carries like it's it's barely wide enough to fit a ship, and it only has like wires and tubes and all that kind of stuff. It was also like 150 miles long. As long as it took them to fly through that seemed seemed a little unnecessary. Oh God, yeah. So they were trying to get in there undetected so that they could get inside the dock. And I you just know, don't know um, why they
1: didn't have a ton of big EMPs ready to go there. Why was it like on why the Why was ship? there
2: no? Why was was there no EMP in the dock? It makes it was no insane. sense.
1: That was really, really bad for me. I hated that. Um, so anyways, that was a big, huge, huge chunk of screen time was them f- shooting at machines, shooting at the squids. Okay. Yeah. I
2: did like, I did like the, the mech, like the mech robot, like GI. Cool. I thought that was like the coolest part of, it also just didn't make any sense either. Like the, the, the Sentinels could have easily overtaken every single one of them. Yeah. Like, they don't have to, they don't have to destroy the, the mechanical suits. All it takes is one like pincer to the face of the operator. Right and the thing is dead. Like, you know, they they can't operate it. So that whole part, like, did make... Like, the Sentinels were just, like, ignoring the you know mechanized suits shooting at them they're like okay well we're just gonna try and like overwhelm them all right well they're just gonna keep shooting at you until you kill whoever's inside anyway the uh so let's,
1: let's let's move on so during this time off screen neo and trinity are traveling to the source to a, the, newly
2: blind, a
0: newly blind neo
1: yeah he's blind now but he can still see um either they're in the still in the matrix which is a theory i prefer that this is a second level of control. Remember, the 1% rejected it on the second, you know, they they came up with the Matrix first version. It was perfect. It sucked. And everybody hated it. The second version, not quite there. The third version, they said, all right, we got it. But we have to make sure that everybody thinks, everybody sort of makes a choice to join in, even if they don't know it. 1% is going to get the splinter in the brain, and they're not going to do it. They're going to reject it. Okay, great. So now we have 1%. So they set up, they controlled Zion. They knew Zion was there and they allowed it up until the point where like enough people were leaving the matrix and then they had to go destroy it and start up again. Okay. So that was fine. Um, So they go, they get into Zion. No, they they get into the, like the main city, which I thought was like pretty cool. The city was cool. And Source. then they like they like jack him into the the matrix again, and he fights well, they, Smith they, because they had, they're like kill Smith and we'll make a deal.
2: I hated the giant well, had, face talking to him. Hated yeah, the I baby face.
1: Say, what the fuck was I that? Have-
2: Back up a sec, like you said, they they shot the all these, like, ancient robots, like, rose from the, the dirt and shot, like, a billion bombs, and Neil was like, no, and, yeah. like, then they all blew up, and then they were like, go up, and then so Trinity blew hey, up. That was, was a clouds. cool moment
1: when they went up yeah. and, like, saw the sky for the first time. That, that was, was actually pretty cool. That was cool.
0: And then she like lands, she crashes, she dies, and then...
1: That was, scene was so cringy and cheesy, where he's yeah. wearing a blindfold the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> dude, this is so cringy, dude. Oh, I thought the Neo being blind stuff was really bad and
0: stupid for no reason. Um, but anyways, they go into the Matrix, he fights Smith. All the Smiths looked pretty cool. This fight mm-hmm. was not nearly as good as it should be. Um, Neo kept getting beat up. It was all about choice, and eventually... He gets taken over, but he, like, destroys the virus from inside the virus. That was cool. I was fine with
2: that. It was okay. Yeah, I was fine with that, but I also didn't need the 20 minutes of, like, fighting in the air prior to that. Yeah, that that was pretty bad. And, And the worst part about this is that fight scene spawned this continuation of that style of fight scene throughout, like, major motion pictures where... Like Superman did it in Man of Steel and like all these other movies like had this like big sprawling like we're fighting in the air and gravity doesn't matter and we're punching each other and then we each punch each other at the same time and as we punch each other at the same time we all fly backwards and ruin the gravel you know the cement like it was all like way overblown. I know why they did it, because that hadn't really been done before, but it also, like, ruined a ton of movies moving forward with that, like,
1: exact like using that as a reference. I totally agree. Yeah, you're right.
2: Overall,
0: um, here's what I was saying. The first movie was epic. It was incredible. It told a story that never had never been told before. It was such a cool mystery. It was so fun. It was a movie that I put myself in the shoes of the main character more than almost any movie or story that I had ever heard. And I think that is its brilliance that I kept thinking, what would I do? What would I do the whole time I watched mm-hmm. the movie? And I think that was what was so fun about it. The powers were cool. The way they filmed things were really cool. Um, but after that, it turned into a series of like, oh my gosh, look at what we can do with technology and cameras. And what where this movie suffered the most was that the characters were all quite flat, including Neo, including a lot of the main characters were pretty flat. Um, but it really suffered from a lack of villain as the villains were robots and uh, another robot that was like one note. And so I think and I had
2: ch- choice choice apparently. And then yeah. they try
1: to make like a secondary villain of like somebody who was trying to do their best as a military leader, which was yeah. annoying. And I
2: think that's where these movies really suffered
0: is that I just didn't really care about any villain. I didn't really care if they were defeated. Even I was just like, Okay, the baby faced robot is good now or is reasonable now. Um, I thought Agent Smith was was cool uh, and looked great, but what really needed to happen was that there was like some mastermind that we never really got. And I just think that the lack of like a human nature and reason to the evil is the thing that turned these last two movies from movies that should have been memorable and and classic into movies that were like fun and a huge step down. And I think that well, was
2: an issue. And, and not only that, Eric, I think you touched on it inadvertently, is that not only the, did they not have like, uh, like human level villains flaws when like the villain overall aka the architect showed up in like one of the last scenes of revolution was like oh we'll see you again or like you know do you do you promise or whatever and he's like what am i human so like they also like spit in the face of the fact that none of the villains were humans that they were just robots yep. and that also makes it like super disconnected it was a little like interesting audience. in
1: that scene that the oracle goes neo oh i feel like we'll see him again yeah yeah Yeah, I guess we will. Although the Wachowskis didn't know that at the time, but we are about to in about a month. I'm glad that we are. I'm
0: excited. And I actually think that this next movie is going to be really good.
1: I actually have really. I high it's going to be. I, I, hold up! I think it's going to be better than three, and a lot different than two, and not nearly as good as one. But it's going to. Wow. I think it can really. I it can only help this series. It really needed to happen.
0: I'm expecting it to be the second best Matrix movie, and if it's not, I'll be kind of disappointed.
1: Hell yeah! That's, perfect.
0: That's
2: that is the perfect
0: expectation to set for this. If it was the second best Matrix movie, I would walk away. Like I'm glad they did that. Yep. If it's the first yep. one, totally really agree. Biggest waste of my time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then All it's right. not canon to me and i'm out
0: hopefully you guys enjoyed our matrix rewatch we have another rewatch for you guys starting next week and we need your help because it's going to be i wonder how many people know this if you don't know this Already? song you are a weirdo uh, but this is uh this is harry the- potter, potter. this is the song from uh, home alone and we are going to be starting a six week holiday christmas rewatch and we're going to start with home alone this week but we need you guys the listeners to give us your vote for what this rewatch is going to be called our choices right now are rudolph the red-nosed rewatch jingle all the rewatch rocking around the rewatch and rewatch you a merry christmas all of those (laughs) bad and cheesy tell us which one is your favorite we'll have you guys vote on it um, but watch these movies with us, and we're actually going to take your suggestions on a few of your favorite Christmas movies that we're going to be watching over the next six weeks here on the Nordies Podcast. So, I think it's going to be fun. This week, we're going to watch the best Christmas movie of all time, Home Alone. I know everyone's seen this movie a hundred times, and that's okay, because it's one of the most rewatchable movies that's ever been made. Perfect
2: for the rewatch.
1: Can't wait. Eric, I,
2: I also want to say, I, I'm not an audiophile, but like, I have this weird ability to like pick up sounds. That Christmas song sounded very similar to Harry Potter. And I'm not saying that as a troll. I'm saying <laughs> that it sounds eerily similar, like in tone and like the way that it's played. It sounds yeah. very much like a Harry Potter theme song. I'm here with you on that. I
0: agree. And uh, they're both John Williams, right? Oh
2: yeah Maybe, and also where are we where are we fitting Die Hard into the Christmas movie rewatch? I don't think well, we're not gonna... we already did Die
1: Hard. We already did. Oh it. yeah, you're right. You're I right. I think it right. will be the odd one out. I'm excited. <laughs> we're going to do we're going to do Home Alones, 1 and 2. <laughs> we, um, we stopped it. We stopped at like two. We want to do Jingle All The Way because it's like the Minnesota angle and I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah, uh, but sure. you know, it's going to be we got we got at least 3 more to to help decide. So, I'll be posting stuff probably tonight.
0: Yeah. Christmas At least with experience.
1: the name and then the How movies you need, you need to help us with.
0: Yeah, tell us the name. Tell us the movies. We want to do this with you guys. Let's watch movies over the next six weeks to get ourselves in the holiday spirit, something that I don't know if we do a good enough job of here on the Nordies podcast.
1: So, Ooh, Charlie it. Brown Christmas? Is yeah, that the one? I no, mean, nah, that a, ain't going to make the cut. That movie's oh, right, like 25 right. minutes long. That's an episode. I watch
0: Charlie Brown Christmas every year in elementary school in class, I feel like. Well, like
1: You're all set. You're all set on a, that. A
0: couple pretzel christmas trees or something <laughs> uh all right guys that's it that's all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast thanks for hanging out with us and we will be back with you guys next week